You're listening to The Collected Podcast, bringing you inspiration and resources to help you discover and live from your truest self. Follow along on social media at Collected Workshops, and be sure to visit thecollectedpodcast.com for show notes and to learn more. The Collected Podcast is brought to you by the Gebhardt Sleep Group at Baird Financial, delivering personalized financial advice that helps clients reach their long-term goals. Visit gebhardtsleepgroup.com or see our show notes for links and to learn more. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 11 of The Collected Podcast. I'm Jess Biondo. I'm Tia McNelly. And I'm Michaela Hooper. This week, we are thrilled to bring you Nathan Ring, and he's kind of a little bit of a callback to Season 1. You re- you may remember totally. our Season 1 um, podcast sponsor, Clean Juice. Mm-hmm. We love Clean Juice. And if you fast-forwarded through all of those sponsor ads, please go back and re-listen to every <laughs> one of them on every episode. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, but anyway, Nathan is helping develop um, new locations for them. Yeah throughout California. Yeah. Um, so huge job because they are still spreading like crazy. And he has such a powerful story um, of kind of how he ended up in that job. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Story of redemption, for sure. Mm. Um, Nathan shares very openly just about his upbringing. And um, I was so I was so encouraged by his authenticity and yeah. um just being very transparent. So yeah, you guys buckle up because this is a crazy story. So here it is. Here's Nathan. Hi, Nathan. Welcome to the Collected Podcast. How are you all? We're good. Great. Thanks so much for being with us today. We appreciate your time. Oh, thank you so much. It's, uh, it's, it's good to be with you all, even in sunny southern <laughs> Where it's uh, 77 degrees currently and not a cloud in the sky. So oh, rub you. it in, buddy. <laughs> rub it in. <laughs> it's fine. We have some pretty blue skies over here. We, so. we do. North Carolina yeah. is chilly. It's not quite 70s, but yeah. yeah. Well, cool. Well, hey, Nathan, we wondered if you would be willing to just give us a little bit of your story, like your background, kind of how you grew up and um, yeah, just kind of let our listeners get to know you a little bit. Absolutely. So my childhood was quite unique in itself. I, I feel like I grew up uh, on stage or traveling around the country. My father was a prominent motivational speaker, evangelist, and happened to uh, keep keep busy. I think he was, during my childhood, he was speaking around 200 times a year. And fast forward to, I was living in Nashville, Tennessee, and did my undergrad at Auburn University. Uh, War Eagle, Tenny, Auburn <laughs> up there are listening. And uh, shortly after my time at Auburn, I, I started traveling uh, on the road as the ex- executive director uh, for my father's ministry. Uh, conducted that for around three years, uh, traveling the country coast to coast, kind of closing out his messages, uh, closing out uh, conferences, seminars. Uh, we could do church. We were in a wide variety of venues, whether it was a church setting or a corporate setting. And um, during that time period, Tia and Michaela, I'll just be honest with you guys. I, I was experiencing, uh, now I now know anxiety for the first time. Oh, wow. Experiencing depression and um, kind of carrying the weight of the world on my shoulders. And I was uh, crumbling within that. Didn't really know there was kind of a shift within my father's um, demeanor 
during that time period. And I was receiving emails. I, I, I always tell when I share my story, I share one email that I received in the, in the middle of the night. And we were in Dallas, Texas. And uh, the subject to the email just said, you are a failure. Mm. And I think um, fear of failure was my number one fear growing up. And it was, can I be David Ring's son? And uh, can I live with the pressure and the expectation of that? And, and I was not at the time I was, um, I had started to partake in uh, heavy drug use, even working in the ministry. And um, it was that weekend that I looked at my father and I said, uh, I'll never go on another trip with you again. Um, you can, you can take this as my resignation and, uh, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I will do something. Hmm. And I, I began a wide variety of things. Um, I started out into the restaurant industry and got into a high end bartending. And then I moved and this is kind of where everything shifted for me. I moved from Nashville, Tennessee to Denver, Colorado on what I thought was just a leap of faith. And mm. we talk about God opening doors. And, yeah. you know, I remember very specifically at that time saying, you know, what, mom, um, very little communication with my dad about this. But, you know, what, mom and I have three sisters and mm -hmm. an incredible support, an incredible support team around me. Mm. But I said, you know what? I feel like God's just opening up this door to move to Denver, Colorado. And uh, I've got a job lined up. I've got a place lined up to live. You know, all the boxes were starting to get checked. What I was doing was I was removing myself from the community that I had built in Nashville, the people that loved me, and running kind of as far away as I possibly can. Mm. And, and once I got out there and I was you know, I was making more money than I'd ever made in my life. And I was spending more money than I'd ever spent in my life. Um, and, and that led to a lifestyle of, um, not to, you know, not to just like be to over glamorize it, but it, re it led to a lifestyle of a lot of cocaine abuse. And, um, I was, I was selling drugs, uh, mm, wow. consistently. And so how did I, how did I get there? How did I get to the place where a preacher's kid, where a guy who eats, sleeps, and breathed church mm -hmm. his entire life, who was in choir, who was at Sunday school, who went to church on Wednesday night, who was grounded, who had foundation poured, who had an incredible mm -hmm. mom and uh, an incredible dad uh, up until that point that, that I thought of, hey, you guys have checked the boxes. You've raised your kids in a godly home. You sent me to a private school for private education. You've sent me to a college. You paid for my university. You you did the right stuff. Where did I get derailed? Yeah. And I think I think that's what the enemy wanted. Mm -hmm. And I, I truly believe that. Um, I believe that it, I started getting seeds of doubt thrown into uh, my life. And, and then when my foundation... Uh, my hero, my father, when everything came crumbling down, this was after I moved to North uh, or moved to Denver, Colorado, came out that he had been sleeping with prostitutes and oh my with multiple women for um, basically my entire life. Hmm. And I, uh, I just got, uh, it just wrecked me. It wow. truly wrecked me. And so that all led to a, um, it led to a spot I Denver. Three years and it led to a spot where, where a friend uh, came out 
to visit me. And at this point I had been, you know, heavily, heavily involved in drug abuse, cocaine use to wake up Xanax to go to sleep, snorting both of them. And he saw this lifestyle and he looked at me and a non-believer, when a non-believer looks at you and says, you need to turn to Jesus, you wake up. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, wow. and that's kind of, that's kind of where, that's kind of how I grew up and where I'm at now, uh, currently. And when he, when I said, when he looked, when my buddy Rob looked at me and, uh, T.M. Michaela, he said, you need to turn to Jesus. This was coming off of, this was five hours after a cocaine bender and five hours after, you know, looking, looking down and chopping up, you know, drugs to put up your nostrils. And, and here I am saying, you know what? You're right, Rob. I do. I don't know what that looks like, but let me get on my knees in a hotel room in Denver, Colorado and, and give my life to the Lord. Wow. And so, yeah, that's so incredible. That's, that's where, that's where we got to at that point wow. and, uh, rest, uh, which is why I'm on collected today and why, awesome. how I know you, uh, yeah. the rest of the story is, uh, is, has been challenging in itself, but it's mm-hmm. something that, uh, I'm very proud of. And, um, yeah. it's very cool to God work, uh, from that February 26th date. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah so, you know, I, I know that our, our behavior, and our choices are very much determined by our understanding of our own identity, right? Like if we don't know who God is and who we are in him, that is going to affect the way that we behave. And yeah. so you clearly have come to understand your true identity as a child of God. Um, and so I'm wondering, like, you know, we we have that moment of coming to faith, but but when did you come to understand your true identity when the choices that you made and everything started to shift your lifestyle from like, what was that turning point or was there one moment? When I understood, when I began to understand what true repentance is. Ah, wow. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I think that's, um, and living from that lifestyle of, uh, of grace mm. and what grace means. Um, so yeah. So when I, one thing that I made a commitment to when I gave my life to the Lord on the 26th of 2017, um, I had the foundation. When I say I gave my life to the Lord, it's not like I didn't have an identity. I knew. But that's when I really, to answer your question, that's when I really began to understand and grasp uh, God's love for me. Gotcha. And, yeah. And I began to, and when I say true repentance, I it says when a life is changed, they will turn and run in the other direction. They right. will run away from, and I believe that. Yeah. Um, I, I, I got on the phone the next day and called a, a close buddy of mine who I hadn't talked to in five years. Who the only reason I was calling him is because he he worked for Elevation Church at the time, and I I wanted to reach out to someone, and that leads to this clean juice journey. Mm-hmm. And wait, how so did it, you get from Colorado to that? How how did yeah, that all so, happen? Yeah, so I left the hotel room on the 27th, and the first thing that prompted me, the Holy Spirit prompted me, call call, uh, call Scott. And I said, okay, I'm going to give Scott a call. Mm-hmm. Hadn't talked to him in five years. He was my childhood best friend. I was in his wedding. He was my college roommate at Auburn. And he picked up on the first ring, and he said, it's a great day to hear from Nathan Ring. Nice. And That's beautiful. I said, I said, well, it's a great day to hear from 
you know, from you, Scott, I said, but it's not the best on my end. And he said, it's crazy that you're calling me right now. He said, my dad my, is in a meeting with, he, he didn't say Cat and Landon, but he said with the owners of this juice bar praying about a general manager to be provided for a location, a juice bar location that's opening up in Charlotte. Wow. And I said, oh, I said, I don't have a lot. I've got high-end restaurant management experience. I don't have a whole lot in the juice bar space. <laughs> but I said, I would love to talk to your dad. And I knew his dad and Mike and I had gone back. You know, obviously, he was like a second father figure to me. And cool how God brings people when, when my um, earthly father my by blood walked out of my life. God provided a father figure and mm. a mentor to me. And he said, Nathan, I talked to him on the 28th of February. He said, Nathan, I don't know how else to say this to you because I don't even know what I can offer you, but just get to Charlotte. That's so and that's great. all I did here. I packed everything I could into my car and hmm. uh, I left that day. So within 48 hours, I had uh, understood what true repentance meant and what grace, what, what God's grace had. And I began this journey of uh, really finding my identity of who I am as a person, as a child of God, not who Nathan Ring is. And this is something I still work on just to be transparent. Yeah. Not Nathan Ring, the employee at Clean Juice, not Nathan Ring, um, the guy that can light up a room, Nathan Ring, a child of God. Once again this week, we want to say thank you to David Gebhardt of the Gebhardt Sleep Group at Baird Financial. We're so grateful for all of the incredible advice um, that they give to anyone who wants to reach out with a question with no obligation. In this episode with Nathan, he talks about committing to five things this year, and one one was tithing. And um, I love that he mentioned that because I think sometimes that could feel burdensome. But um, he 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 was just talking about committing to that, making a choice, and that can look really different. And I think um, Dave Gebhardt is somebody who can give perspective. Um, he loves the Lord. He sees value in um, investing in the kingdom of of heaven. And so we just we hope that you'll take a moment to invite Dave into your process with your finances and consider tithing, whether it's to a lo- your your church, a local church, a nonprofit. Um, however that looks like for you, um, there will there's great value in you um, giving yeah. and, um, and blessing those around you. So um, check out our show notes to contact Dave, and we know um, you will be blessed in that interaction. From that point in which you you had that conversation with you know your friend and and his father about clean juice and then moving to North Carolina and beginning the process with actually working with clean juice how have you how have you cultivated your relationship with Jesus like how have you continued that process and you know really been able to just work through i mean that's a lot to but I mean, God is good in that way. Like he's so able to reconcile and restore in a, in a moment, but yeah. how have you continued to cultivate your relationship with him? Yeah. I mean, it, I, it's been, it, look, one thing I want to say is it's <laughs> been dark 
been dark days. Yeah. Uh, it's been days where um, I didn't think I would make it. And mm. I, I, I still, you know, get, guess what? I still have anxiety. Yeah. I still struggle with depression. I still have the same things. But one thing that I will continue to gravitate towards is community. Yeah. And when I moved to Charlotte, I got plugged into the local church. Yeah, it's so important. So important. Um, I got plugged in. That was the first thing I did. It was Easter Sunday. And look, I, when I was in Denver, I didn't go to church. I, I was the type of son I would come back for the holidays or come back for Christmas. My family would look at me and say, we're going to a Christmas Eve service. And I say, you won't catch me dead in a church. Mm. Um, I didn't go to church for four years. I, I, when I walked off the stage, I, I said, I'm, I'm done. And so I stepped back into the local church. And I understand that some of the listeners out there that might be, you know, hearing this and they're saying, go to church, go to church. You know, you do what is best for you. For me, it was getting plugged into the local church and swallowing and, and having to trust mm-hmm. a big five letter word, trust the leadership and trust, um, you know, relationships that I were going to, I was going to make, yeah. uh, that weren't going to burn me like I had seen in the past. That's a massive and, process yeah. coming to that place of like, not, not, um, holding people to your expectations that were built on other people's failures. That's a massive yep. growth point. How did you how did you get to that point? Did you have someone talking you through that? Did the Lord do that? Or was it something that came kind of naturally to you? Like removing yeah, I, your expectations? I saw, um, I sought counsel uh, professionally good. and Yay counseling. Uh, <laughs> yay. Big fans. Um, I I also started asking people for the church that I, I mean, I, I have no problem telling you that I went to Elevation Church in Charlotte mm-hmm. and I started to watch, um, you know, the, Pastor Stephen Furtick and messages that he had preached and really like went into it with the, okay, Nathan, remove the scales that are over your eyes of all the pain and all the hurt and just listen to the words that are going to come to life through the Holy Bible and and listen to the scripture and listen and also asking um, fellow, you know, members of the church, you know, what they thought and just asking the hard questions. Um, And from there, I got plugged into a men's group that really changed my life. And there's individuals in that group that have been on this podcast. Oh, um, really? That's cool. <laughs> and there are guys that, uh, men that, I would think I was one of the younger guys in the group. And I just, I really think that it's beneficial for anyone who's going through any type of season, good, bad, mountaintop, valley, wherever you're at in life, uh, don't do it alone. Yeah. Uh, the one thing that, uh, we, are, we were made for community Amen. Uh, and how quickly we can forget that yeah. and how, how quickly the enemy can put you into a corner. And, and I'm not preaching to you. I'm preaching to myself when I say this, because I had to learn this on, in a new transition Same. Uh, yep. in California is that how quickly the enemy will back you into a hole and say, no one cares. Oh, and, yeah. 
And so uh, surround yourself in church, get plugged into the local church, get plugged into a, uh, some kind of um, community aspect where you can lean on others. And that's where, when I moved from Denver to Charlotte, it was rocky. It was, it was not, it was not like this, like, you know, Bob Ross painting, um, (laughs) like that looks like, you know, pillows and fluff. And, you know, at that point, my parents weren't divorced. They, I mean, we still hadn't even got to the divorce yet. We Mm -hmm. haven't got to the, you know, no communication, um, boundaries and all this other stuff. But I had to walk through that with a group of men that surrounded me and said, Nathan, this is a safe place. You say whatever you need to say. That's so helpful. So So, Nathan, I have a question for you. What, um, well, first of all, are you a reader? Do you, do you love books or do you listen, like Um, listen to podcasts? Like where do you get, kind of get your info? Yeah. So I'm a podcast guy. I will read if people recommend it. Um, I'm not the, I'm not the guy that's going to go to your local bookstore or <laughs> uh, and pick up a, a novel or a can or have a Kindle next to my bedside table. Um, right. But I do get my, I'm a big visual learner yep. um, I, mm-hmm. and I love to listen to podcasts. And then I really, really love good preaching yeah. at the end of the day. Who are some uh, of your favorite voices? Yeah. So my, my favorite voice for our generation, I, I've got a few, but obviously Pastor Stephen Furtick mm-hmm. uh, is an incredible uh, light for our generation. I think Pastor Rich Wilkerson Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a church in Miami called Boo Church. Yeah. What an incredible uh, testimony to what God is doing to reach uh, people in Miami and across this country. And then I go to um, Pastor Chad Beach's church out here in Los Angeles, where I lo- live now, Orange County. And Uh, Zoe Church, I think he's an incredible communicator as well. And then, I mean, I would be, it would be a disservice if I didn't throw in the OGs, you know, so (laughs) Louis Giglio, I think he's a great communicator of the word. And, um, and then, you know, growing up, I had a lot of great, um, you know, I, I had a lot of great pastors that I sat under, uh, growing up and laid that foundation for me, whether it was honestly, a a youth pastor of mine that has a church in Colorado now, Jason Swain, and then also one other guy that really was influential for my own personal faith was a small group leader who is not connected into like a big church at all and runs a company in New York City now. But it's all, you know, different, different avenues of grounding. Yeah, that's good. And so then um, of the books that you have read recently, or books you have read or like what books are on your list right now to read? Yeah. So, (laughs) so one book that I always tell people about that I go back to, um, that this is kind of a throwback, but radical by David Platt. Oh Oh, yes, sir. All day long. (laughs) If you don't don't pick up a book in 2020, just read it. If you haven't read it, read it. Um, I, um, on the moment, Carl Lentz was really good for me, uh, mm. that I, I enjoyed myself. Um, a big thing about, I mean, this is not faith based at all. Shoe dog, Phil Knight. Okay. Um, that, that's a, uh, about the, the Nike story. Oh yeah. And, and then if you, if you like have had a conversation with me over the last year, two years, you probably heard me mention the Joe Rogan podcast in some shape or yes. form. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. 
so so that that that's that is not as that is not the faith based route, but uh-huh. right. There is some good information that you might uh, come across by listening. That's great. Yeah. That's awesome. So, okay. I have another question. I know I'm go- I'm throwing random questions at you, but I just really want to know love- this stuff. I want to know what God is showing you right now in this season. Like, what are you reading in the word? What is he talking to you about thematically? What's, what's God doing in your life right now? And it's dry and I don't know is, an, is a fine answer. That's, a, that's an okay answer. Um, no, I got, God is teaching me something right, right now. Uh, so <laughs> typically that's how it goes, right? I can guarantee you that my word for 2019 was trust. Good um, stuff. That word is a word that I never want to see again. Um, <laughs> that's a hard that, one to learn. <laughs> uh, Maybe it needs to be your word again. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't, I, I have a running joke with my, with a few friends that says, you know what? I don't know if I mean, even choose a word for 2020, um, huh. because 2019's word was very hard. It beat and you up pretty it, good. Yeah. It beat me up. So what God is teaching me right now is I do have a word mm. and, and, uh, and it's commit. Nice. Um, and 2020 is, uh, it's a brand new season for me. So God, you know, sometimes, sometimes when I, when I think about this journey called life and I, I sit here and I, I'm in a car in Southern California and I'm on a podcast and that's based in Charlotte, North Carolina. And I, I sit here and I just, I just wonder how I got here. And, um, yeah. And it's been a lot. It's been a journey to get here, but I know that God called me here for a reason. And what he's telling me in 2020 is Nathan, don't overcommit yourself, but commit to what you can. Mm. And um and and there's five things I'm going to commit to and um and it's going to be it, it's very very simple. It's something that jumped off the page at church uh to me, but just commit to going to church. Yeah, that's good. And, um, commit to every Sunday that I'm in town, you will find me in the local body of believers. And yeah. um, and commit to a, a getting into the word of Jesus, mm-hmm. uh, watching the pages come to life. Um, commit to uh, joining a connect group or joining a small group out here. Yeah. Um, something I haven't done in the last two months since I've been out here. Commit to a lifestyle of uh, prayer, starting the mornings off in prayer. And the last thing is commit to tithing. And we, That's you good. know, and, and so those five things, and, and I believe that from those five things, you know, you didn't hear me say commit to um, overworking myself. Right. Uh, or commit to uh, success. You know, you just you, you heard five things that I was going to commit to that were all that were all a part of what Jesus is trying to teach me right now. Yeah, you have to commit and surrender to Him, and then guess what? You don't. You, your life is already played out, mm. and we're not guaranteed tomorrow. We're not given the next day yeah. or the next day after that, but we are given today. Yeah. So commit to today. That's good. That's some foundational um, stuff right there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, I, I really believe it. Like I, I, at 2019, I went on this crazy weight journey and I, 
I, I'm a little, I'm a little crazy in the head when I start, um, when I start to make up a mind, my mindset and shift my mindset. And, and I did it in 2019 and it was like, I, I lost six pounds, but it, it started with, that was one singular commitment. Right. And, and now I want that to manifest throughout my entire 2020. It's so interesting how when we become disciplined in one area of our lives, the Lord uses that to let that same discipline kind of infiltrate every area of our mm-hmm. lives. So whether that's, you know, spiritual disciplines or the discipline of choosing healthy healthy foods and staying hydrated and actually getting some exercise um, or waking up at the same time every day, whatever those habits are that we're building, that discipline um, does seem to kind of trickle out. And so I love that, that what it took for you to lose 60 pounds is now going to affect six different, or I'm sorry, five different areas of your life in 2020. And it's like, we're always training, you know, we're always training for the next thing that the Lord wants to do in our lives. And he's building on that constantly. I love that, Nathan. Yeah. It's always showing up, you know, and, for it, sure. and we have to, you just have to open up your eyes and, and realize that. And so true. Um, I'm not, I look, I'm not, I'm on a perfect, I, I have no, I'm not a perfect guy by any means. No, no one is, but, but I make a lot of mistakes. And, and one thing that I can be hard on myself is that, that I am a little bit of a perfectionist in this aspect of that people expect Nathan, Tia, Michaela to be a certain way. Mm -hmm. Just the way society runs and runs at course. So then when they see you, if they're, if you're not like, for me, if it's not like, oh my gosh, hey, how's it going? Are you good? Life's good? You know, like <laughs> everything, you know, like, and you're having these conversations that you're, that are really draining your battery more than they are filling you up. Mm-hmm. And because you're living under the expectations to other, of other people, yes. instead of just committing your life to your identity in Christ and what and who you are and living from that grace perspective and saying, God move through me. I'm going to commit to to today and move through me today. Tomorrow we'll get to tomorrow. Yeah. So easier. So so, trust me, it's a learning process with me. Yeah. You yeah. could call. You, I could give you a number for ten people, and you could call them <laughs> all and say that guy. That guy is a. He's a loose cannon at times. He's a wild horse at times, but you know. But you know, I mean, you've got what two and a half years under your belt, or almost, I guess, almost three years of of walking with Jesus. And really, Nathan, that's not that long. <laughs> and to it's, see what the Lord has already done in your life, I can only imagine how far you will go. I can't imagine how far you will go. And so I look forward to what the Lord is going to do through these disciplines in 2020 and your time in California. So tell us real quick as we wrap up, what are you doing for Clean Juice out in California right now? Like what's your your job yeah. out there? Yeah. Yeah, so I'm an area developer out here with my business partner, TJ Dillashaw. Talk about a motivation. Mm. Um, the two-time uh, UFC bantamweight champion. Uh, he's a fighter, and he he is a clean juice franchisee. And I was uh, in my clean juice journey. I've been a general manager. I've been a regional manager. I oversaw corporate stores. And when I was a regional manager, I was his regional manager. And I 
came out to visit him and we really kicked it off. And he said, what's it going to take to, for you to come out here? And I said, well, so you're going to have to talk to the big guy, Landon Eccles and um, <laughs> make that this thing, uh, this thing shapes up. And, you know, so Landon uh, and Kat and Landon both gracefully gave their uh, blessing. And I moved out in October of this year of 2019 to, to really grow clean juice on the West coast, to carry that torch. That's and awesome. So we're going to uh, award some units out here and uh, we're going to grow this, uh, this incredible brand that has uh, touched thousands and thousands of lives for, for, uh, for, for Jesus yes. and providing a healthy product um, each and every day. We're going to, we're going to bring it out to California and we're going to set this city ablaze with, with some and I'm very passionate about um, about what we're doing um, yeah. at Clean Juice and Cat and Landon are some of my closest friends and I consider it the highest honor in the world to you know really uh, be a torchbearer for this company and and come out here and and carry the flame and and see lives uh, continue to be changed. Yeah. So it's awesome. Here we are. You know, we love clean juice yes, here at the Collective do. Podcast. Yes, we do. <laughs> yes, we're yeah. our sponsor for season one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Our clean juice is still going to be around collected listeners. Don't you worry. And, uh, <laughs> and, and if you're out here in California, if you, if you, uh, if anyone's listening that's out here that's interested in clean juice in California, uh, please feel free to reach out at yeah. socapcleanjuice.com. So Nathan, where can people find you online if they want to follow you on Instagram? Where where they what are they looking for? Yeah, at Nathan Ring on Instagram. Well, that's tough. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I'm an OG. I've got my first and my last name in there. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that's good yeah, you can follow. Uh, uh, I would say at Clean Juice. Yeah. Um, get, continue to support uh, what we're doing to uh, create. Uh, this incredible, incredible juice bar business. And, um, and then past that, uh, you know, I'm sure you guys could provide, I'll, I'll even give my personal email address, nathan.ring at cleanjuice.com. Rock on. I would love, Sweet. Uh, if anyone wants to uh, shoot me an email or if you want to connect about uh, business opportunities in Southern California, please feel free to reach out. That's awesome. That's and we will put all these links in the show notes. Yeah. So I love it. Nathan, thank it. you so much for your transparency and um, just sharing your process with us because we're all we're all in it, you know. We're all discovering and and learning and growing as people. So true. Um, but transparency is huge. So thank you for sharing that with us today. Yeah, thanks. Nathan. Absolutely. I just like to say I I I'll leave, I'll end on this on my end. Uh, uh, 226 2017 is a special day to me. Um, and, uh, that's the day I gave my life to the Lord. The most important decision you can make personally is to surrender your life to Jesus Christ. And, um, I have it as a reminder on my arm for mm -hmm. me to look at every single day. Um, and right above it is, uh, is my life slogan. And, uh, it says never give up. And I think that it would be, um, uh, it would be a disservice to anyone listening if if you're going through a hard time if you're if you don't think like there's light at the end of the tunnel uh if you just can't make it um reach out to someone that that you know loves you yes and, mm -hmm. uh reach out to um 
me, reach out to to the collected podcast, reach out to anybody, um, and never give up. Trust me on that. Amen. Awesome. Good word, Nathan. Thank you so much for being with us. We so appreciate you. You guys are the best. Thank you so much. I I'm really, really appreciative of you all. Thanks, Nathan. There's nothing better than a new believer who's just like on fire, you know? I mean, I know it's been almost three years for him, but it just kind of takes me back a little bit to, you know, that that first season of when when it was all so fresh and every day was new. And I know like Nathan shared that he grew up in the church and he mm-hmm. had that solid foundation. Mm-hmm. But when you come to realize a true relationship with Jesus, it's completely different, just yeah. like he was saying. And I really kind of identified with um, with a lot of his story. And then we have very different stories, but kind of the progression of events was very similar. And I appreciated how... Um, just kind of in the moment he stayed mm. as he shared. Yeah. I loved that he, um, he was intentional to surround himself with community. And I think sometimes when you are new in your awareness of who God is, um, that can be lacking. Mm. And um, in his story, you know, he says one of the first things he did was called a friend mm-hmm. from five, five years ago. And, um, he called his friend and that was such a huge part of his growth and his, you know, him walking out his awareness of who God is. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, I mean that, what a testimony to the power of community. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's so important in every part of our story, Mm -hmm. in our journey. I remember about three years ago, like I grew up with Jesus and God and I knew of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. But about three years ago is when I first began to really experience Holy Spirit for the first time and have that relationship and listen to that voice. And that was a whole new, it was like I was a first time Christian again Yeah, of just this newness. And I feel like that's how it is with the Lord. Even when we think we have learned everything or heard everything or reach some platform, there's always more. Yeah. And you can always go deeper and continuing to surround yourself with believers who are pushing you in that and yes. propelling you deeper with the Lord is so vital no matter where we're at so in our true. journey. And I want to tell you folks, if you feel stagnant in your faith or you feel like you're ready to go to the next level, community, yes. Mm-hmm. Call on the people that have gone before you. Mm. And also open your Bible, (laughs) just open the word Mm -hmm. and ask the Lord to reveal himself to you in a new way. And I promise because it's promised by God himself that when you seek him, you will find him. So get, get after something fresh and new with the Lord this year. And what I like to do, because sometimes that can feel daunting, like open my Bible. Great. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) just pick a page. No. Um, But what I like to do if I'm feeling kind of stuck, like Mm -hmm. you were talking about is kind of ask the Lord for a word and then do a study on that word, you know, just like Google it in a concordance Mm -hmm. and see where that word appears. And like the Lord will just start opening things up to you and take you to places and you'll just, I don't know, like the, mm-hmm. the internet is a very powerful tool. It is. And, yes. it's, and usually your <laughs> when used Bible for good. could have one in the back too, if you don't yeah. have access. And one in the back. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or if you want to avoid getting distracted too. You yeah. Can, yeah. 
But, oh, man, yeah. Strong's mm-hmm. Concordance Online, mm-hmm. BibleHub.com. Yeah. That stuff keeps me rabbit trailing all day long. Yes. <laughs> and I, I think there's a simplicity to what you said, Jess, about just asking Holy Spirit for a word. Because um, sometimes conversation with the Lord can seem intimidating or like, how do I, what do I say? Or, you know, what questions do I ask? Or am I waiting for an audible voice? Mm-hmm. You know, and so I just think sometimes, a lot of times, just keep it really simple. Yeah. You know, like, God, what do you want to say? Or That's do you good. have a word? You know, um, and sometimes I even, I'll go out and I'll walk, you know, and I'll get in the midst of nature. And that's how God speaks to me clearly mm-hmm. or through music or however. But sometimes I just, I'm, I make it harder than yeah, it needs to be. So true. And so there's a beauty of keeping it simple. Mm-hmm. So or if you're struggling with fear, mm-hmm. look up fear, see what the Bible says about fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I like to do that too. It, you know, if I'm struggling with something like that, it reminds me what God says about it mm-hmm. and it helps mm-hmm. me refocus and recenter and yeah. it just pours truth into that topic mm-hmm. that I may be struggling with. And if all else fails folks and you've got nothing and you have no idea where to begin, the version Bible app verse of the day. Oh, I thought you were going to say email us. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, but this is where then, she plugs our email no, address. No, no. <laughs> However, <laughs> If you have questions or you want to know more about pursuing the Lord, we all pursue the Lord in our daily lives, and we mm-hmm. would love to talk to you about that. And we're not perfect at it. No, we're all, we are not. We're all trying to figure it out along gotta, with you. Yeah, to keep doing it. <laughs> and also, Nathan said if you want to email him yep. to ask questions or to you know ask him to pray um, or to even just you know ask about his story and how he got through some of the things that he did to feel free to email him as well. Mm-hmm. So um, we want to hear from you. And um, yeah, so please don't hesitate. Let us know how we can pray for you. You know, um, the, the one last thing I want to be sure that we say is if you feel like life is not worth living any longer and you feel like you're ready to give up and you feel like nobody cares, those are lies from the pit of hell and there are people who are ready to help you. You email us and we will get you in touch with someone who can help you. But there's also a suicide hotline, 1-800-273-8255. Never give up. Like Nathan said, 1-800-273-8255 is this National Suicide Prevention Hotline. Just call the number and someone is going to tell you the truth that life is worth living. Never give up. Mm. Yeah, I know that's a very important message for Nathan. All right, folks. Sorry to get all heavy on you, but we are wrapping it up for this week, and we'll see you back here next Thursday. See you soon. Thank you for listening to The Collected Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. And if you like what you've heard, we'd love it if you would help spread the word. Check back here for weekly episodes dropping every Thursday. You can follow Collected on social media at Collected Workshops. The Collected Podcast is also on Patreon at patreon.com slash thecollectedpodcast. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Become a patron for as little as $1 a month to gain access to bonus content, early bird ticket sales, exclusive content, contests, and more. You can also find Tia at Tia McNelly Notes 
Jess at Spreza Foundry, and Michaela at the Creative Space NC. Collected proudly supports and partners with Flourish Kenya, a nonprofit working to prevent and support unplanned adolescent pregnancy in rural Kenya. Learn more at flourishkenya.org. The Collected Podcast is brought to you by the Gebhardt Sleep Group at Baird Financial, delivering personalized financial advice that helps clients reach their long-term goals. Visit gebhardtsleepgroup.com or see our show notes for links and to learn more. The Collected Podcast is recorded and edited by Jacob Early. Music is by Asaf Alon.